Hi, everybody. Welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. Okay. My name is Les Roberts. And I would be Ann Elder. And today we are going to discuss a film called Nocturnal Animals. It is written and directed by Tom Ford. Mm-hmm. It stars Amy Adams, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, and Michael Shannon. Before we go any further, yeah. we have to discuss the opening of the film. Correct. We see the opening titles, mm-hmm. and under these titles are three completely naked, morbidly obese women mm-hmm. dancing, Right, which is very shocking. I thought, what on earth are they getting into here? Exactly right. Then we see Susan, played by Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Susan owns and runs a very posh and not terribly successful art gallery in Los Angeles. Right. Part of her art exhibit is these three women. That's correct. It's a comment right at the top of this movie on the excessiveness of modern art. I think Tom Ford wants us to look at the fact that some artists can be exploitive in the name of creativity. It also points out just how shallow the patrons of an art gallery who buy this as great art On top of that, how shallow is the art gallery owner to put on this exhibit? That, to me, is where this movie starts. Exactly. And then what happens is, after a divorce of 20 years, and she's married to somebody else now, Mm -hmm. she receives in the mail a manuscript written by her Mm ex-husband asking for her notes on the manuscript, and she finds that it has been dedicated to her. Correct. Now, when she starts to read the book, which is called Nocturnal Animals, written by her ex-husband, Edward, she gets a terrible, uneasy feeling. The main character of the book is the wife of a man named Tony. Tony, the wife, and their daughter are on the road, and they are accosted by a trio of sadistic hillbillies down there in southern Texas. As she reads the book, it becomes suffocating to Susan as she sees that the character in the book is annihilated. And now she begins to think, is this what her ex-husband is doing to her? He's murdering her. That's the revenge factor of this story. Absolutely. And of course, while we watch her reading it, we see the story come to life on the screen. So basically you have a movie within a movie or a book within a movie. Right. Well, you get two for the price of one in this case. Right. The B story, by the way, eventually features the Texas Ranger detective Bobby Andes, played brilliantly by Michael Shannon. I agree with this. I've never been (laughs) thrilled with Michael Shannon's work. I mean, he's been okay up until now. But here he's lost a lot of weight and grown a mustache, and he's, of course, wearing a Texas-style Stetson. Correct. We discover very, very early that he is dying of cancer, but he is relentlessly hunting down the three villains who did the dastardly deeds. And the relationship between him and Tony is quite, quite wonderful. I could not blink during this movie. I was so enchanted, especially by this second story. Well, for me, the flaw is that Tom Ford really concentrated most of the action of this movie on the B story. That would be the story of Tony, his wife, and the menacing sadists who murder the wife and the daughter. He doesn't spend enough time on the relationship between Susan and her philandering husband, 
Hutton and the backstory of Susan and Edward when they were first married. I think that the movie would have benefited if the two stories had been more equal. You're absolutely right there. Every time they cut back to Susan, most of the time she was curled up somewhere by herself because her husband was off someplace else. And she's reading this book and getting more and more upset and right. more and more frightened. And I thought, okay, but we get that the first time. And I do wish they had spent more time on that and a little bit more time on the Army Hammer character. I agree with you on that. Now, a word about Tom Ford's directorial talent. I, I really want to say he does have the skill set to produce a really gorgeous movie. And if anything, I'd say Nocturnal Animals has some of the most beautiful cinematography I've ever seen. Many of the sequences look like paintings. He's got a definite sense of color. He's got a beautiful sense of lighting. I like the way he edited this movie. He's really a masterful designer, I guess, whether he's working on a dress for Dior or a suit or... <laughs> Or a movie. And of course, uh, this is his second feature film. The first was A Single Life starring Colin Firth, for which Mr. Firth won an Oscar. That's right. I don't know that this movie is Oscar worthy. I think it's certainly not a bad second film, the follow up to his debut. But I mentioned the flaws in the movie, and I think that that's pretty much the downside of Nocturnal Animals. Okay. I certainly noticed the flaws, if you will. Mm -hmm. But for me, they were not nearly as upsetting as how entranced I was with this film and with the actors and with the story. So the good outweighs the bad for you on this one. Definitely. You know, to me, Nocturnal Animals was about as lovable as a porcupine. Yes. Oh, it's not a fun movie. No, it was saying, you can like me, but don't get too close because I'm going to prick you. You know, that was kind of the way I felt about this movie. And by the way, I've seen Tom Ford on a lot of talk shows, and he's like a porcupine. You don't want to get too close to him either. He's a little prickly. <laughs> well, that's movie directors for but you. But <laughs> he's talented. You know, I think, again, Tom Ford wanted to create a Hitchcock kind of thriller, and he almost made it. Almost. He came close. It does have great pictures and this really wonderful performance by Amy Adams. She's always good. Then, as you mentioned, Michael Shannon, who plays this part with a menacing scowl, and he's got a drawl. He uses his kind of electronic presence to great use here, playing Detective Andes. So I thought he was good. But somehow, Jake Jolenhall as Tony just got lost in the shuffle. I didn't think he was as effective as I've seen him in other films. Well, no, I think you're right. Again, the Tony character yeah. was wanting revenge and was playing a lot of grief and fury. And when the two actors appeared together, I kept watching Shannon. Mm -hmm. I agree. And also, I must say, I didn't think the villain, his name is Ray in the movie. Yes. He's the one who did the dastardly deed. There's something about his character that seemed a little forced. I didn't think he was the best villain I've ever seen on this screen, and that also falls under Tom Ford's aegis as the director. I think a more experienced fella calling the shots might have gotten a stronger performance out of that actor. I don't know. I kind of liked him. Well, Ray Marcus was played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, well, and we've seen him in a couple of things yeah, before. I would say different strokes for different folks. That's why we do this show. That's right. <laughs> Let me just give a sum up here. I think for me, Tom Ford made a film that it's great to look at, a lot of style, a lot of panache, certain amount of good action. But, you know, in the end, it was really about the lifestyle of some very shallow folks. I don't know, Les. It just came off a little bit slick for me, maybe a little bit too much. So I'm not going to give it a red light. I'm not giving it a green, but I will give it a solid yellow light. Well, 
this time I am nicer than you because I'm giving it a green light. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed this film, and I choose to ignore some of the flaws. Good. I'm glad you can overlook that. Absolutely. Maybe you can overlook the flaws in me as well. I've been doing that for decades. And... Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I adore you, and I always have. Good. But I really like this film a lot. For that reason, I'm going to give it a green. I certainly do not recommend it to kids. This is solid R-rated kind of movie. But if you can put up with the violence and the nudity, I think you're really going to be very entranced by the idea of a film within a film. I'm giving it a green light. Good for you. Okay. A green light and a yellow light for nocturnal animals. Well, we're going to come back and review another movie very soon. We hope you will be here, too. Until then, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that whether you go in the daytime or you are a nocturnal filmgoer, <laughs> you're going to have a terrific time at the movies. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, Next Best Picture. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all of the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com.